episode 135 of the All the Books show, recorded, I almost said recorded live. But you didn't. I didn't. I mean, it is live. We're not going to edit, yeah. so. Yeah. Recorded at the David A. Howe Public Library, where we talk book news, author news, and literary news. I'm Eric Mickles. I'll be covering book news. And I'm Nick Gunning. I'll be covering fashion. Nice. Uh, and yeah. really everything else. Okay. So, cool. Yeah. Nice shirt, by the way. Thank you. It's a, it's a Tom who, Clancy. Who, who are you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> Tom Clancy. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> I panicked that for a second. Yeah, I'm you like, did. Why can't I remember a single? Yeah, author? your whole start was weird. Before you started talking, you were just staring pensively out the window, and then you just yeah. launched right in. Yeah. Told people yeah. a mistake that you almost made but <laughs> didn't make. Yeah. So you could have gotten away yeah. with it. When I was looking out the window, I remembered two of my previous lives. Really. And the loves that I had lost in those. You lost those loves in previous lives. Yeah. So not rough. the same love each. So not a soulmate situation. Oh, you know, I never thought about it. It could be the same person, the just same in person. a different time. I think so. We're like the Hawk people from I the Hawk so. Show, mm-hmm. uh, Legends of Hawks. Sure. On yeah. CW. Okay. Legend of Tomorrow. Or oh, okay. Remember? Yeah, Legends of Tomorrow. So they haven't been there for a while, right? CW. No, they've been gone. Hawkman they've has such gone. a dumb or, or horse the book, face. Uh, <laughs> the book Cloud Atlas. That's another one. Oh yeah, the sure. book and equally weird movie starring yeah. Tom Hanks. I'm Tom Hanks at... and Halle Berry. Yeah. Also, that's a weird Hitchcock. It's a weird movie. Will Smith Hitchcock for some reason. You mean Hancock? Yeah, Hancock. Okay. Hitchcock would be different. Hancock has soulmates in it? Well, well the whole twist is that Will Smith and Charlize Theron are like uh, old, as, old as love itself sure. in their own way. Boy, Boy, that movie. I totally forgot all about that movie. So the rest of America. That's oh, burn. Take that. Yeah. Well, today we're going to be focusing on some new books, new to our collection, that interest us in our one of our favorite segments, The Sexy New Book Club. Yeah. So that's coming up a little bit later. We're also going to talk a bit about the Man Booker Prize and a lot of fun stuff coming up. So I hope I didn't oversell right, it by, by calling it fun. Because of I the did? Man Booker? It might be fun. Man Booker is just a party. That's right. the party award. Everybody ain't, knows ain't no that. no party like a Man Booker party. Yeah. <laughs> everybody knows that the Man Booker Awards are announced after everybody gets buzzed. Yeah. Everybody just like goes out yeah. and buys the cheapest beer they can yeah. just to get... They like, they go to the store and say, get me wasted. This is weird. It's the Man Booker Prize this Day. Is, <laughs> it's a weird analogy. It's a, not a, it's a story. Oh, okay. That's I mean, it's a... It's from I've your, been there. A personal anecdote. Yeah, sure, it's from sure. one of my previous lives. Well, let's crack open the old bookmarks and see where we're at. All right. Uh, here's here's what I've been up to. What if... Read a couple of graphic yeah. novels that I'm going to just get right out of the way. Okay. Uh, all new X-Men Utopians, done. Done with the series. All new X-Men? Yeah. Oh, right. Uh, the then I read kid. Justice League vs. Suicide Squad. Real bad. Which went right into the Justice League of America rebirth. Uh-huh. Uh, I didn't hate Justice League Suicide Squad. I thought it was fine. Yeah. Uh, the, the I guess rebirth. that's it. It's just... Yeah. Everything I've been reading from Rebirth has all just been fine. Yeah. It's I all been... Nobody needs to worry. Nobody's going to get too excited reading any of these comics. True. Nobody's going to read anything too bad. It's yep. all just very digestible. Yes. It's wheat bread. I agree. I like wheat bread. Oh, all right. Well, what's the boring white bread white then? White bread's the But white bread, bread kind of has flavor. White bread's You shouldn't eat white bread. It's nothing. Okay. It's well, just like eating air. I don't know if it's as bad as white bread then. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that goes right into right. the Justice League of America. And we right. have both these big oversized hardcovers. We have both of these in our collection. Mm-hmm. So you can check it out and see what I'm talking about. Right. Both were fine. Yeah. So uh, as for regular books, I... <laughs> How dare you? I decided to just pull the plug on the Hillary Clinton book, Hard Choices, that I was reading. You made your own hard choice there, I did. Then. I read the first 13 chapters, which is just about exactly half of it. And... <laughs> well, he got out. Well, again, it was good, it yes. looks like. And it's not that it's bad. Mm-hmm. And actually, her her chapter on Russia from like four years ago was pretty dead on. So mm-hmm. 
good for her. It's not that it was bad. It was just very like here are the facts of things that happened, and there wasn't a whole lot of like color to it. There wasn't a lot of like mm-hmm. commentary or like personal personal things about it. It was just sort of like here are the facts, and after a while, it just was sort of like. Okay, mm-hmm. so I might pick it up again. I might not. We'll see. I was enjoying the audiobook. I was kind of switching back and forth. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because the first two chapters are read by Hillary Clinton. Uh-huh. And then someone else takes over. And they got a really good reader for that because yeah. you kind of forget that it's not her because oh. she's got a lot of the same. Well, who's the reader? Maybe I can vote for her. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she I, actually won the popular vote in the uh, the, audiobook. the reader. Yeah, okay, yeah, the audiobook. Goodreads. Yeah. Yeah. No, not really. Um, are you going to read Hillary Clinton all the songs? Where they go over the making every song from Hillary Clinton's career. Uh, no. And okay. I, actually, I don't think that I'm going to read her what happened either yeah. about the presidential election. I just, yeah. I don't feel like reliving it. I don't think there's much you can like. That's one of those books that. that seems like it came out way too soon. Yeah. Like maybe in 20 years, people will be like, yeah, tell us what happened. But like yeah. now it's like, no, we, we were there. Yeah, we, we, we saw it happen in real we time. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure it was very therapeutic yeah. for her to write. I totally get it. But it doesn't mean I want to read it. Yeah. You know, maybe I, I should did, write a, I, what I happened every first, time. Something I read her me. first autobiography, Living History, and I oh, did yeah. like that. It's older though, right? It is. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. that one. But I, anyway. Uh, some goofy books I read include <laughs> some goofy books. Serpents in the Garden. Oh, these are Star Trek book. These aren't books starring Goofy. No, I thought you found like <laughs> yeah, I thought you found like a yeah. comic series or something. Yeah, well, Goofy's time as Secretary of State in the Mickey Mouse what, world. What happened so, to Goofy? what happened to Goofy? Yeah, <laughs> yep. I goofed it up. <laughs> fun, fact, fun fact about Goofy: uh, My son and I are walking in Target yesterday, uh-huh. and I, as far as I know, we didn't see anything Disney or Mickey related. Uh-huh. And he just said, "Dad, what's Goofy?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't, he, he was like, I think he's a cow. I was like, oh, his girlfriend's a cow. I don't know. Goofy's if, a dog. That's what my wife said. Yeah. She was so certain of that. I don't know. I mean, no. Pluto, Pluto's a dog. Goofy's a dog. Goofy. So <laughs> Pluto's just like in a lobotomized. Yeah. yeah, that's like, why it's really weird that Pluto is a pet. Right. But Goofy's just walking around having a job raising his kids. Why do you think Goofy's a dog? They never refer to him as a dog. He's got a dog face. He's got dog ears. I Okay, I guess. I, think, I guess I sort of thought it was like a Gonzo situation. No, I think I think it's pretty obvious. Goofy's a dog. He's just a dog. Yeah. Pizza dog. Is he? Yeah. It sounded like you said pizza dog, and that sounded mm, adorable. Pizza dog, yeah. No, he just Pete, delivers pizza. Pete, the Disney character, the bad. Yeah. He's a dog. He's a dog. He's like a, yeah. Okay. Hmm. I don't know. When I type it in, it says Goofy is not a dog. Is that what? Yeah, is that from some Reddit? Reddit, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Goofy's not a dog, and uh, Bush mm. Plan Nine Eleven. Hmm. Oh yeah, I guess he debuted as Dippy Dog. Dippy Dog, there you go, man. So, I don't know. It's yeah. confusing. It's a confusing situation. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, sorry, man. Yeah, I don't know. so we can't we can't get to the bottom. So of this I don't history. know. Maybe maybe like Goofy's a domesticated, or maybe I don't know. I don't know how they. Yeah. Well, I, I guess it's weird that a mouse has a pet dog anyway. I mean, yeah. that's strange. Yeah. When an, when you have animals wandering around as like people and then yeah. they have pets, yeah. it's a very confusing it universe. It does get weird. So, it gets real It's like weird. a big bird has Barkley. Yeah. It's like, why can't... I mean... Yeah, why doesn't yeah. he... Yeah. Or the uh, uh, Mo Willems writes those pigeon books, the yeah. little kids books. And one of them, the pigeon is eating a hot dog. Uh-huh. And there's a little, like, duck, I guess, with him. A little bird, a right. little baby bird who wants to try it. And the the bird is like, does it taste like chicken? And I was like, what? Yeah, that's, that's weird. That's weird. I don't think birds eat chicken, at least not on purpose. Uh, birds of prey would. Yeah, I guess so. 
or chicken hawk. You know what? Wikipedia calls him an anthropomorphic dog. So <laughs> I guess you and my wife were right about that. Yeah. I'm it's just funny that you're about what yeah. this means. I wonder if your son was. If, if Goofy's a dog, what does that make Pluto? Yeah, and then he's. It is weird. Yeah, but I mean, Goofy is. I mean, he and Clarabelle Cow are like a thing. Really? Right? I no, I so. thought Clarabelle had a cow boyfriend. Mm, I don't. A bull. I oh suppose. yeah, Horace, Horace. But yeah. I think she kind of tossed him over for Goofy. No, in an extreme Goofy movie, okay. the sequel to the Goofy movie, okay. where Max goes off to college, Goofy's yeah. son Max. Uh, Goofy also goes to college and meets somebody right. who is also a dog. Right. So at least in the Goof Troop canon. Yeah, in the Goof Troop canon. Uh, Goofy is yeah. me- meets his second wife, Look, which we should also argue. What happened to Goofy's first wife? That's true. And how did Goofy like? Should we? Is that a story we ever want to see? Goofy dealing with the death of his I, first no, wife? No, I don't think so. Okay, I don't so know. Anyway. Yeah, see, she's Clarabelle Cow has been linked romantic romantically with Goofy from time really? to time. So all right, I don't know. Do with that well, what I'm you sure, will. I'm sure. I'm uh, sure Mickey and Daisy had a fling. Yeah. Daisy Duck. You think so? Yeah. That's scandalous. Mickey and Minnie aren't that always together. Hey, listeners, if you're still there, uh, write in and tell us what segment we're supposed to be doing, because I'm pretty sure it's <laughs> this not. This is bookmark. It's not. Oh, bookmark. Yeah. Okay, good. So, uh, Sorry, I said this, was a, this was a look you know back what? on the goof truth. I forgot to mention that I read Indiana Jones and the Unicorn's Legacy. Huh. <laughs> it's a whole series of Indiana Jones novels, and I read these in uh, high school, right. or late high school, early college. And I haven't read one since How far then. back is your bookmark going right now? No, I just read it this weekend. Okay. Yeah. And I saw it on the shelf, and I was like, you know what? Yeah. I want to see Indiana Jones chase a unicorn's horn. Did he? Yeah, he did. Did he get it? Uh, Well. No, that'd be a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> yes and no. Oh, okay. He, he achieved his goals. Let's just say that. Sure. He closed, that happens. He closed a portal to the yeah. underworld. Oh, my gosh. It was intense. There's a lot of... Usually, Indiana Jones just seems happy seeing the artifact. Yeah, he's fine. He he's like, oh, it. there it is, the Holy Grail. He need well, it. bye. Yep. <laughs> yeah, see you so later. you read... Uh, you were going to say Star Trek, your serpents. Yeah, serpents in the garden. I, I finished that. Okay. Fine. Uh, all of those things I just listed, fine. Okay. Uh, I'm currently reading The Lion Game. Yeah, what the heck? Where? What the heck? Yeah. I don't know. She read... I mean, we, yeah, we make wrote, fun of it together. She wrote the we woman, complain about the Woman, woman in 10. 10 together. Yeah. We make fun of it. Yeah. And here you are picking up the sequel. Like, yeah. none of that ever happened. Well, it's not a sequel. Well, okay. It's her second, like... This her is interesting slump. because it is her second book uh-huh. that seems to be, like, critically more well-received. Mm. But I don't think anybody's reading it. No. So I was just curious. Mm-hmm. So I'll let you know. It's what happens. It happens in the movies. You make a crappy first film, and then you make a better second film. Nobody sees your Nobody sequel. Cares. That's yeah. what happened to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, <laughs> out of the shadows. <laughs> okay. You've never seen it. All right. Out of the shadows is pretty good. I believe you that it's better than the first one. Yeah. I mean... That's no, pretty good. It makes me sad sometimes, thinking about it. It makes you sad. Yeah, because Michael, because they say, uh, oh, get down. Those We got to get away from those monsters. And Michelangelo's yeah. like, well, I'm not a monster. I mean, oh, he kind of is. A bit of like, a, if yeah. you're a mutated turtle... Yeah. I don't a know. Full size. And yeah. especially the way they make them look at those movies. Yeah. We're not using monster as insulting. Right. It's just what else do we have? Right. Yeah. Get away from those giant mutated turtles. Yeah. Who know ninjas. Yeah. Would you refer, if you saw a dinosaur coming at you, would you refer to it as a monster? I'd probably just say that there's a dinosaur. Yeah. But if somebody was like, ah, that, that thing's a monster. Would you be like, no, it's a dinosaur. I'd be like, well, technically. Yeah. That's a T-Rex. That's you. Um, what? <laughs> you yeah, I guess that's You it. wouldn't live on I guess that's for my for legacy? Me. No. Okay. Uh, you and I have a shared... No. Uh, page to screen adaptation we should talk about we do uh yes we watched an adaptation of upton sinclair oh my word long forgotten don't <laughs> novel the gnome mobile boy disney channel not disney channel not very, disney yeah. studios from the 60s yeah with the mary poppins children yep. this was our saint patrick's day extravaganza my son loved it 
He was still talking about that chase scene. So the car chase, pretty where the car ex- just falls apart. Yeah. Pretty excited about it. Yeah. 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 He liked that. Weird, though. Upton Sinclair of the jungle fame yeah. uh, wrote this obscure children's book. And, it, you know, it made me think that sometime we should do just a spotlight on authors who have like one weird entry. Yeah. Because you get the same thing with Ian Fleming. All James Bond and then, plus Chitty Chitty Bang yeah. Bang. You know, there's yeah. a lot of those where they just, it's like Upton Sinclair just had this gnome story mm-hmm. that he had to get out. Yeah. So, did you like the movie? No. <laughs> where would you pair it with Darby O'Gill and the Little People? I would, I'd watch Darby O'Gill You'd watch Darby again. O'Gill. I'd watch it right now. You'd watch it right now before yeah. you're watching the gnome mobile. Yeah. Okay. I have a soft spot in my heart for those old Disney movies. Yeah. Like now you see them, now you don't. Right. Did you ever watch that one? No. That- That's Kurt Russell invents this uh, spray, uh-huh. makes things invisible. Oh boy, good times. That that era and genre almost of Disney films just, I just passed it by. Like really? I was too young. When Swiss Family Robinson? No, nope. really, I haven't watched it. Swiss Family Robinson, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. No, nope. I love all that. It's a, a Witch Mountain. No, Escape to Witch Mountain. No. Nope. None oh. of the Herbie films. I lo- oh, and Herbie, yeah. Uh, Apple Dumpling Gang. I've watched the first I twenty seen minutes the Apple of Dumpling Gang. Oh, but I, you know what? We did, we watched another old Disney movie over the weekend. We watched uh-huh. uh, Hot Lead and Cold Feet. Okay, pretty good. It was a western, like a Disney <laughs> western for kids. I didn't. See, I good haven't times. seen the original Flubber. I haven't seen the World's Happiest Millionaire. No, I haven't seen those. So, like the big stuff, like Mary Poppins. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. No. That stuff. Okay. Well, we should. That's a road we should go down. I think. We'll do it. The Road to Witch Mountain. Live action Disney films starting in the 50s. Rewatch podcasts. Kurt, Ru- Kurt Russell's younger years. First basically. up, Treasure Island. Yep. Anyway. Oh, yeah, no. Good times. Good okay. times. I also watched a little more Pixar. Was it last week we were talking about Pixar? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe. I watched I watched some more. I watched Brave Good for the for first time. Nice. I'm going to say thumbs down. Boo. And then. Boo we, to you, we, not the movie. We rewatched Cars 3 yesterday, my huh. son and I. Right. And. It's grown on me a little bit. Okay. But you know what? Before you say it, I'll just say that I have a soft spot in my heart for these like Cars movies. I, I know. I look around your office and I see many Cars no, figurines. No, you don't. There's uh, like one Lightning McQueen. No, don't you have a Doc Brown Get or whatever he is? Get off my back. Doc Brown from Back to the Future. No, what's his name? You sound like an idiot. Doc what? Doc Hudson? No, I don't have a Doc You Hudson. don't have a Doc Hudson? No, I don't. All right. Do you got any planes in here? Yeah. Any I got, Dane I got Cook one. planes? I got one Dane Cook plane. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah i think the thing with cars 3 is that the, yeah, the cars with faces you the, love that the stuff. cars with faces you also no, like blaze all the publicity for it was like Thomas. everything's gonna change yeah. this is like no and then it was just such a straightforward cars yeah, movie. the trailer showed like the crash yeah and it made it look like uh the rocky balboa yeah of the cars films yeah pretty much that was gonna be a thing and, and it, then no and and so like if you go in expecting just a very straight sequel yeah you know, then it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Okay. I don't know why they would keep Chick Hicks in there if they couldn't get Michael Keaton to voice it. Uh-huh. It's so weird. So jarring. Oh. But anyway. Huh. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. That's it for me. Who's Chick Hicks? Chick Hicks is like Lightning's rival in the first one, voiced by Michael Keaton. Oh, okay. He's a jerky car. Right. Not in the second one. He comes back in the third one, and it's just a totally rando guy. Oh. Not Michael Keaton. Michael it's Keaton weird. plays Ken in Toy Story I know. 3. I think it was just a scheduling thing, but at that mm. point, just yeah. have someone else do it. He was like, busy being Birdman. It doesn't have to be Chick Hicks. And then also being Birdman and Spider-Man. But you know what? Yeah. Now that I've seen Coco, uh-huh. uh, one of the scenes where one of the cars is on a treadmill and he's got like a, a thing in front of him, it's the town from Coco. That's funny. So that was Yeah, they cool. do that. Pixar yeah. does that. Yeah, and I did see one Pizza Planet truck. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. I do get sick of everybody's like, all oh, the Pixar films are going to... It's like, shut up. Who cares? No, yeah. It's not like they're ever going to... It's not like this is going to be the Avengers of the yeah. Pixar... Well, well... I I don't... No, the whole... I, and the, the whole uh, yeah. 
Tarzan is the brother of Elsa and oh, yeah. Anna and that. No, I'm not a fan Hercules of Hercules is just next door. I yeah. like Whoa. And the uh, was it the the Tarzan or Tarzan and Jane? One of those is supposed to be like the child of Beauty and the Beast. Oh, that one? No. Because like they have a Mrs. Potts teapot. And so it is. I know oh, what you're yeah. saying, though. And, it's just uh, cute little nods. It doesn't mean that it's Ursula caused the shipwreck in Frozen. It all connects to Frozen. I guess so. Which makes you think people just want Frozen to be right more than it is. Right. Which is fine. Yeah, I guess so. It's no Moana. No, I do love Moana. Yeah. Let's watch it right now. Okay. You know what? Yes. Uh, we're showing. I mean, by the time you listen to this, it's going to be too late. But we're showing A Bug's Life today. Yeah, in like 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't realize until I was looking at it, that movie, this is the 20th anniversary of that movie. Is it? Isn't that yeah, crazy? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It was I don't Toy know. Story, just Bug's seems... Life, Toy Story 2. Yeah. That seems crazy to me. Yeah. Still love that movie. Yeah. So I hope you're already here watching it. Or Angelica listeners, I hope you came Monday afternoon and watched yeah. it. So yeah. Anyway, that's it for me. <laughs> okay. Well, you really bogarted the mic there. I know. Talk about Cars three. I'm sorry. Now it's fine. You love Cars so much. Sometimes I yep. think if Cars, the, if the film franchise could be a lady, yeah, you'd leave your wife and marry the Cars franchise. No, we got a pretty good thing going. Okay. Yeah. This is all three movies as I've one person. I've heard that they've canceled Planes three. Like they oh. announced that they were going to do like kind of a, heart. like a space planes movie. Space planes. Which I thought sounded cool. Yeah. And then you know. It looks like it's off the schedule. That's too bad. Yeah. How are we ever going to know how the plane saga ends? I don't know. I don't know. What happens when Dane Cook tries to go to Saturn? Yeah, Can he? Who, who it's knows? a gas planet. Yeah. He's a gas... What, what does he do? He's a crop duster. He's a crop duster. Well, he's a firefighter in the second one, but yeah. He's just going to be whatever he's he wants. He's retrofitted, oh, yeah. He's like the brave little toaster. He is, yeah. Brave little toaster actually made it to Mars, though. He did. He, did. So. he went all the way. Uh, <laughs> Those movies are very stressful for me as a child. The Brave Little Toaster? Look, I don't know what we're talking about anymore. I think my what? wife says the same thing. She's scared when the vacuum cleaner they're eats just, its own cord. Yeah, they're just stressful. And my little, and Not My Little Toaster, Brave Little Toaster. I, I haven't seen them since I was a kid, but yeah. I remember being like, this is tense. It's Well, the first Brave Little Toaster, yes, it is tense. But it's also weird to think that like they got to get back to that kid. It's like yeah. you're a toaster. Yeah. What toaster and a kid have like a connection like this? I don't know. The Brave Little Toaster, I guess. I get, yeah, and the vacuum cleaner, the lamp. Mm -hmm. It's just weird. It just like, weird. what can we turn the into? The electric blanket? Don't forget that. Oh, yeah, the blanket. What have you been reading? Um, all right, so I watched all five Brave Little Toaster movies. Wow. No, I don't have a kid. Okay. But what if I had done that anyways? I, I you got no ask problem questions? with that. No. All right. Uh, I read and finished The War That Saved My Life. For a book club? For a book club. This is by Kimberly Brubaker Bradley. Thumbs up, thumbs down? Thumbs up. It was oh, good. very good. It's World War Two. World War Two. It's a juvenile book, okay. so, uh, you know, younger. Sure. Um, than a young adult book. It's probably the first one of these in a long time that I've read that I'm like, I've just been in. Like, I would read because I wanted to read oh, it, not nice. just because yeah, I had to nice read it. That's a nice thing to happen. Uh, it's about a girl and her brother. It's during World War II, uh, after Germany has started invading and people were worried about London and, uh, you know, England being bombed and everything. Mm -hmm. So all the kids are brought to, like, the country to live with other people um, just in case they are invaded or anything they'll be further away okay from bombings or anything uh so these two kids leave their abusive mother and live with this other woman who has kind of lived a sad lonely life and she starts taking care of them and she starts uh getting better because of the kids but the kids have a lot of like issues because they were abused so oh. it actually kind of tackles like the ptsd of like being abused as a child wow in like pretty dramatic ways That's heavy uh, like the girl just can't get over calling herself like a monster. She has a club foot and mm -hmm. it was never treated because her mom just didn't want to treat it. Um, so she thinks herself as a monster and uh, 
just can't handle like any affection whatsoever. Uh, so it's kind of like a period piece foster family drama. Wow. Um, so it was good. I don't know how the kids will like it. Yeah, I was, we'll see. I was curious about that. Like, uh, you know, you're, you're picking all that up as an adult. I'm yeah. The intended audience. I wonder yeah. how much of that will. But it's good. She she finds a horse and she raises it and oh. uh, because she can ride the horse and everything. So that's right. good. I read. <laughs> I've got some comics to talk about. Let's do it. I I finished. Okay, I didn't finish the Exiles. Okay, you know I've been reading Exiles, the comic. I do, yeah. Apparently, I've read ninety issues. Okay. of Exiles. Nice. Um, but now I'm at a point where Chris Claremont takes over it, and he used to be like a big name in comics because sure. he wrote the X Men for a while. Right. But then he got real bad, like somewhere in the '90s. He's like, I forget how to do good comics, but they kept giving him stuff to do, and he takes over Exiles, and I've been having a hard time coming oh, back. Boy. So instead, I picked up the Superior Foes of Spider Man. Okay. And this is a bunch of like B C lister Spider Man villains, like That's the fun. Boomerang, Shocker, uh, the New Beetle, and <laughs> Overdrive. Who can turn where you can download ebooks and audiobooks absolutely using your yeah card? uh the wizard as the, he he's a speedster but sure anyway so these characters they're the sinister six even though there's only five of them cool. and like their idea is that people will be wondering who's this mysterious six character yeah. but anyway so it's just them they kind of suck at being villains they're trying to uh not get beat up by other villains <laughs> it's just it's a funny it's a really funny title um it's made me laugh a few times so Fun. It's been good. Well, At one point, like the Punisher breaks into the restaurant and everybody like books out and leaves <laughs> right there to deal with it. It's just funny because they just like each one slowly walks away from right. the table, just leaving. It's, Dine it's and also for some reason the boomerang is like the main narrator. Go, go and I this is probably the most boomerang I've ever read. Hmm. Uh, Captain Boomerang gets a lot of play in Justice League versus Suicide Squad. Oh yeah, so. Captain Boomerang is different than Marvel's boomerang. Right. Yeah, they should get together though. Yeah. Hang out. Yeah. Talk boomerangs. Yeah. Just, <laughs> what's your favorite boomerang? Yeah. Um, I'm starting Abaddon's Gate. Oh, yeah. That's the Expanse book three. Right. So hopefully, because the second book let me down. Is after that, what, was that Caliban's War? Yeah. Caliban's okay. War let me down after Leviathan Wakes. Okay. So I'm hoping Abaddon's Gate. My wife's uh, only read the first. She, she really liked it, though. Yeah. So. Caliban's War, no, no good. I didn't like it so much, okay. no. Uh, also, I saw the Tomb Raider movie, the new Tomb oh, Raider movie with Alicia Vikander. Well, I guess that's not a page. That's like a small screen to screen adaptation. Yeah. yeah. A computer monitor yeah. to screen. If you're playing it on your phone, it's even adaptation. smaller. That's you like the what? Angry Birds movie. That's a good point. Um, Which I have seen. <laughs> sorry, man. Sorry. How, how's the stack up to Cars 2? Uh, I would watch Cars 2 oh, yeah. more. Yeah. yeah. What if the owl... I, I almost called them owls. They're not owls. They're chickens. Yeah, chickens. Okay. That's stupid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Tomb Raider movie... Uh, I wanted to see it. My wife didn't. Yeah. She liked it. Yeah. I didn't. Why didn't you like it? Uh, I felt like Lara Croft herself, because this is supposed to be like her origin story. Oh. Um, like Nora Roberts year one. Yeah. Like Nora Roberts year one. Okay. Um, I felt like Lara Croft became a secondary character through oh, most of the movie. That's frustrating. Especially like the third act, uh, certain yeah. characters kind of take over the film and she's just like reacting and that's, not yeah. doing anything. And That's frustrating. You know, my wife pointed out like, well, she's not the Tomb Raider we know yet yeah. because she's supposed to be like, this is her first adventure right. and everything. I'm like, yeah, but like Batman begins. He wasn't Batman for most of the movie, but he Amen. was still doing Batman things. Right. And same thing with uh, Casino Royale. He's not James. He's not officially our James Bond until right. the very end when he says Bond, James Bond. Yeah. But throughout the movie, he's still doing things that James Bond does. So watching Tomb Raider and like, 
can can you do anything? Right. She can't escape. She tombs, can't maybe. fight. Um, it's just frustrating. And the ending of the movie could uh, did she do any puzzle solving while fighting an army of the undead? No. Oh well. Um, in the at the end of the movie, they hint at like now we're gonna give you the Tomb Raider movie you want. Mm. It's like I don't think we're gonna get there, I but see. maybe who knows? Sort of an Amazing Spider-Man situation. Though. Yeah. Pretty yeah. soon we're gonna make the movie yeah. you want. But I think the tip is if you're gonna do like an origin movie, just give us the character we want like halfway through the movie. Right. Get, or don't do origin movies. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> just I just feel like it. like Doctor so Strange. He still does Doctor... Like, it's like an hour of origin yeah. and then an hour of them doing the stuff. Doing we don't Doctor have to Strange. do a whole two-hour... Right. I mean, if Iron Man had done that, like, and now, the last five minutes, guess what? I have a suit. Yeah. I'm Iron Man. Yeah. Although, Robert Downey Jr. is pretty entertaining. I, I probably still yeah. would have been in. Yeah. But it wouldn't... It would have been probably smarter to call it something else, like yeah. uh, Iron Heart. Tony Stark. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so... I didn't. I didn't like it. Didn't also, like it. usually I don't complain about CGI yeah. in movies because most of the movies I like need lots of CGI. Sure. But I have kind of been getting annoyed with CGI that's being used for no reason. Yes. Like in in um, the train murder movie, Oriented Express, Murder yeah. on the Orient Express. There's a scene where Kenneth Branagh is interrogating Daisy Ridley, and they're just outside in the snow and just walking. But it's a green screen of like this outside snowy mountain. I'm like, just find a snowy cliff right and film outside it and so in this movie um they're they're at, they're on an island and sometimes the island's real and then a lot of times they're just walking and it's a green screen i'm like that's just dumb. go outside to your local forest right. and film and so that's annoying and also some like this movie i felt like there were some action scenes where it's like can, can you not just build a plane like right. a physical plane for her to walk on it's just if you're if you're gonna do cgi and it looks bad then don't do it. I always think that with like animals or something too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. like uh, like three billboards is a good example of it. Just a CGI deer. Just wondering. Oh, was that a CGI deer? It's weird. It's a weird yeah. thing to do. I fell for that like, one. Just get a deer. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's frustrating. It's kind of lazy. So. Because it's it seems like no matter how good it is, you're always kind of like well, that's not real. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Animals are hard. It feels like yeah. It's been since it's been like 25 years. Oh my gosh, it's 25 years this year. Just this, put your head between your knees. This this June. <laughs> Well, uh, June 6th will be, no, June 9th. June 9th will be the 25th anniversary of Jurassic Park. Mm -hmm. Didn't realize that until I just said it right now. Anyways, it's going to turn 25 this year. But so 25 years ago, we mastered being able to make dinosaurs look pretty realistic. Like there's some scenes where you're like, "Mm," but even then there's some scenes that like, that's, that's a real dinosaur. So, but we still can't make like a real wolf, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I guess guess it's the hair. Could be. Just don't CGI mammals. Yeah humans oh there's a scene where she's rolling where lara croft is rolling after falling off a plane and like the whole role is a cgi lara croft and then it cuts to her being real it's just like i thought we were done with this after like blade 2 it's like it's like in the old superman series where he would run and turn into a cartoon to fly yeah (laughs) same principle yeah so anyway movie had a lot of problems my wife liked it but also she loves the first I know, Tomb Raider yeah, with I know Angelina she, Jolie. I, know she does, yeah. um, I love but, the part where she's like, I just woke up and hated everything. Yeah. It's a funny line. Yeah. I think Van Kander, Kander the actress, okay. is good. Okay. But I feel like the script lets the character down. I'm probably going to watch it at some point. Yeah. I think most people will. Yeah. Who, but yeah. I like the games. It's probably better than the angelina jolie i those mean are, those it is. are so goofy like they're so over the top yeah it's not goofy this one okay. is definitely self-serious all right those angelina jolie movies are wacky those are almost like 
like they're winking, you know? Yeah. Like, that whole like she's bungee <laughs> cord cheek, jumping through her mansion yeah. while gun fighting. It's just, yeah. it's just so silly. But Daniel Craig's in there. Yeah. So <laughs> having none of it. Yeah. I'm having the worst time on a film ever. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing could top uh, this. Not even a James Bond movie. Which I'll never do because I hate happiness. <laughs> um, Where's my beautiful I'll wife? To- I hate her. <laughs> Rachel, uh, with apologies to Daniel Craig, let's move on to our book news. Yeah, what if he starts listening to this? He's like a lemon face. Um, starts. <laughs> anyway, do you think he's crying to Rachel? He's like, "This said I have a lemon face Probably. again." And she was like, "Well, I mean, <laughs> okay." So, hey, real quick, yes, Michael Fassbender, yeah, was in the Assassin's Creed movie. He sure was. He's married to Alicia. Uh, Alicia, I'm not even the Lara Croft okay. actress. All right. So now they've both been in bad video game movies. Oh, good. So now they have to do like a crossover together. I guess so. so yeah. yeah, Street Fighter. I would say <laughs> I told Kendra I ranked. I told my wife that yeah. it's World of Warcraft, Tomb Raider, Assassin's Creed. Wow. That's the ranking. That's the ranking. And she hated Warcraft. Okay. Let's move on. This has Let's been the worst it. episode ever. Agreed. All right, book news. Uh-huh. So we got a few things for you. We got. Uh, upcoming from the publishing world and we wanted to mention that the long list for the man booker international prize has been announced so this is different from the traditional man booker prize this specifically focuses on works that were boy booker yeah works that were translated into english so this is a relatively new award i think it was first awarded in 2016 so um here is the long list we'll just briefly tell you the titles here and you can check them out Mm -hmm. the seventh function of language by laurent benet translated by sam taylor the Imposter by Javier Circus, uh, translated by Frank Wynn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vernon Subutex One by Virgin uh, Despentes, translated by Frank Wynn. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hope they got the Go subtext went through the translation. Gone by Jenny Erpenbeck, translated oh, by Susan Bernofsky. You said goo. Did I? I think so. I think you said goo went gone. That's funny. But I think it's go went it's gone. It's go went gone, <laughs> yeah. The White Book by Han Kang, mm-hmm. translated by Deborah Smith. Die, my love. Oh my gosh! By Ariana Harwitz, yeah. translated by Sarah Moses and Carolyn. What's Orloff. the book called? <laughs> the world goes on by Laszlo Kranzakohai, uh-huh. translated by John Bataki, Adi Mulzet, and George Surtis. It have to be, yeah. <laughs> like a fading shadow by Antonio Munoz Molina, translated by Camillo de Ramirez. Man, I'm glad you're the one reading these. <laughs> The Flying Mountain by mm-hmm. Christoph Ransmer. That's an asteroid. Translated by Simon Pear. You're probably right. Frankenstein in Baghdad by Ahmed <laughs> Sadawi. Translated Fire by bad. Jonathan Baghdad, okay. Flight by <laughs> Olga Takasu. Translated by Jennifer Croft. The Stolen Bicycle by Wu Mingyi. Translated mm-hmm. by Daryl Stirk. And The Dinner Guest. By Gabriella Yarba, translated by Natasha Wimmer. So yeah. that is the long list. They'll cut it down to a short list in a couple of months. And then mm-hmm. a month after that, the prizes will be announced. The good host makes the translator feel like the guest, is honor, guest of honor as well. Mm. So yes. just as... Very quite. Very quite. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's look at some upcoming books. So here, here are some things coming to you in the next couple of months. Right to your face. Yep. That's where books Our go. Our friend Lisa Scottolini is back with After Ooh. Anna... Nobody cuts deeper than family. Noah Alderman, a doctor and a widower, has remarried a wonderful woman, Maggie, and for the first time in a long time, he and his son are happy, but their lives are turned upside down when Maggie's daughter Anna moves in with them. Anna is a gorgeous 17-year-old who balks at living under their rules 
though Maggie, ecstatic to have her daughter back, ignores the red flags that hint at the trouble that is brewing. Huh. Events take a deadly turn when Anna is murdered and Noah is God. accused of the crime. Yeah, that was a deadly turn. Maggie must face not only the devastation of losing her only daughter, but the realization that her daughter's murder was at the hands of a husband she loves. New information sends Maggie searching for the truth, leading her to discover something darker than she ever could have imagined. It does, that does sound dark. That sounds dark and unpleasant. Um, okay. Uh, shoot first. Book number 45 in the Stone Barrington series. And things have spun off of this series, too. So this is... Sonny Randall? No. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Sonny Randall's Robert wow. B. Wow. Is Robert B. Parker. The, the disdain <laughs> you just had for me. Uh, no, the Teddy Faye novels have spun off of this. The uh-huh. Herbie something novels have spun oh, sure, off of Herbie this. Oh, sure. Herbie Fully Loaded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In the latest nonstop adventure from number one New York Times bestselling author Stuart Wood, Stone Barrington must defend a woman whose business and life are uh-huh. under threat. Well, it makes sense. Yeah. That's the kind of person you would defend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Scar Invasion. This is about uh, the Incredible Hulk's son invading. No, it's not. Okay, I thought you were going to go for the Lion King reference. Oh. Scar. Yeah. Yeah. From the Jeremy Lion King. Irons. Jeremy Irons. Yeah. Sure. The Scar Invasion. This is book two in the new Shannara trilogy, The Fall oh, Shinara. of Shannara. Do you think uh, before the Scar Invasion happened that the, the townsfolks were prepared? He warned them to be prepared. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Was that your scar? Following the Black Elfstone, <laughs> the second book of the epic four-part, so not a trilogy. What mm-hmm. do you call that? A quadrilogy? I think you do. No, actually, because that's what everybody called the alien films for a while, and then okay. we realized it's not a quadrilogy. It's something else. Okay. I'll look it You up. look that up. Following the Black Elfstone, the second book of the epic four-part conclusion to the Shannara series, from one of the acknowledged masters of the fantasy genre, tensions in the four lands are high. The mysterious force that laid waste to Paranor has revealed a more human face. Quartet. Cor- okay. While some gain a new understanding of the invaders and what they are after, others continue their existence or their existing quests, even as the peril rises. For what looked to be a formidable invading force proves only the forerunner of a much vaster army, one that is now matching against the Four Lands and all its fury. Have you read Terry Brooks' Eric? No. Also, Tetralogy. Tetralogy. Okay. Uh, No, I haven't read anything. Or the Shannara stuff. I know more about Shannara than I I do. do. Yeah, we watched the whole first season. Wow. Second season's hard to track down. But, you know, it is going to be released on DVD eventually, so... It's not getting a third season. No. Sorry. Well, it was on MTV, and then it moved to Spike. Okay. Yeah. I guess Spike's the adult MTV? I don't know. Well, don't isn't know. Spike, like, gone now? Oh, yeah. Spike's out of here. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, sorry, Shannara. <laughs> we hardly knew you. There's the real fall of Shannara right there. Yeah, Spike so TV. So long, Spike TV. Yeah. Okay. That's You're going to miss me. it, Spike TV? No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, they made a Blade show for a while. Yeah, that's true. They did. Remember when they were like, we're the... T- TV station for men. I remember Finally. They, yeah. I remember they brought back uh, all the Star Treks for a while. And that oh, was yeah. like a thing. Yeah. You know, they were showing Star Trek. Yeah. But anyway, what do you got? New York Times bestsellers. Yeah. Let's just cover the hardcover fiction this week. I agree. Uh, not too much has changed. Uh, so number 11, The Shape of Water. Guillermo del Toro is debuting this week. Uh, did so I say that wrong? Guillermo. Guillermo del Toro. So I, I looked this up. It's not a graphic novel. This is like just a book. Yeah. And it doesn't look... It's not being called like the novelization. Right. So I guess it technically is a novelization. Well, yeah. It's interesting. it's being treated as just a book. There's one for The Darkest Hour, too. Oh, yeah. That is like... 
I mean, you can't call it a novelization, but it like yeah. it stems from the same research that they did to make the movie. So this, I think, yeah. this is kind of the same sort of thing. It's not that like here's a screenplay, let's mm-hmm. make it into a book. It was like here's the yeah. the genesis of this idea. Write the book, make the movie. Uh, but it looks like it's just the same. I think so. Yeah. So uh, number ten this week is still me by Jojo Moyes. Uh, number nine is Before We Were Yours by Lisa Wingate. Number eight is New. This debuted a lot higher on the ebook mm. uh, print. Is it books. sexy? So I think it's. I think her her audience is more e-readers. Okay. But Burn Bright by Patricia Briggs. Oh yeah, the fifth book in the Alpha and Omega series. Mated werewolves Charles Cornick and Anna Latham answer a call of distress. It sounds a little like this. <laughs> you went for the cheap joke but yeah. <laughs> I, I i think it paid off yeah i like how you were you were watching the whole time like where's this going yeah. this pacing is all, all yeah. over the place thanks for narrating no problem uh number seven in american marriage in paris oh no that's the sequel yeah that's the sequel look out uh oh hey that connects to the werewolf joke previously yeah so that's good yeah an american marriage by uh terry jones uh number six 50 50 by james patterson and candace fox mm-hmm. Which kind of relates to the wolf stuff. Fox. You're half man, half. Oh, okay, I see. Fox. I see. Okay. H- half half man, half writer. <laughs> um, number five, The Woman in the Window by A.J. Finn. My wife is starting this audiobook wise. I recommend it. Oh. Good book. Number four, Little Fires Everywhere by uh, Celeste NG. This is getting a resurgence because the, the Hulu show is coming out. Little Fires Everywhere? Little Fires Everywhere, Resurgence. Yeah. It hasn't gone anywhere. Well, it did. Though. I didn't I realize mean, there was a show coming. Yeah, it was off the oh. list for a while and it's been back for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, Reese Witherspoon and Kerry Washington just coming right out of Scandal. Yeah. Uh, are going to do like a limited Plus her show though, so. is canceled. <laughs> get it? <laughs> ah, I do get I'm it. I'm trying this humor where you say something and I act like it's something else. Is that new? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, okay. Um, that's interesting. Uh, Thank so, you. Uh, we also just got the first season of The Handmaid's Tale. At the library, Elizabeth Moss. Yeah, uh-huh. so Hulu is the thing. I guess I yeah we Netflix doesn't put their shows out on DVD as often. No, but Hulu seems to. Yeah, because we also got eleven twenty two sixty three. Yep. Um, the, and what's that show? That Stephen King show that's on Hulu, Castle Rock. Mm, is that a mm-hmm. Hulu one? I think so. I guess we should look at getting that sometime. Yeah. when it's available. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, The Great Alone by Kristen Henna. Um, number two. So this is debuting this week, about three months after the fact. Uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi by Jason Fry. Oh yeah. So this is an adaptation, which includes yeah. scenes from alternate versions of the script. Yeah, it's interesting. the The cover of the book itself says like expanded and updated. Yeah. So, well, this happened with that means, but... Rogue One. Both Rogue Ones. The the Rogue One Catalyst, which was just a Star Wars book. Yeah. Debuted on the New York Times bestsellers, yeah. and then. Uh, the novelization was here for at least like two weeks. Oh yeah, no, I'm not surprised that it's on the list. I'm just, I'm surprised that it's oh, being yeah. marketed as like an extended version. Yeah, that's a, it's unusual. I guess Force Awakens was slightly too. Not because that really. Had, it had some scenes. It it had. I mean, it had the normal things you'd yeah. expect from a novelization, but it wasn't branded like an expanded right. version of the sure. movie. Where this, they're really pushing that heavy. Um, number one, I'm kind of surprised to see him debuting at number one, but I guess. I just remember him as a up-and-coming writer. Suspense is killing me. The Escape Artist by Brad Meltzer. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of interest about this one. I've yeah. had several people at the desk ask me if our copies come in yet. Oh. By the way, folks, it came in today. <gasps> so, oh. good news, everyone. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't... Uh, this book's going to be hard to track down. It's going to be its own Escape Artist. That's true. Yep. 
but it was right here. Yeah. All the doors are locked. Yeah. That's yeah. people are going to lose this book and we're going to be yeah. like, hey, they're, they're going to return like, this. It's like, magic. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But can we have the book back? Then they're going to pull it out from behind my ear. <laughs> uh, but it's actually just Brad Meltzer. Oh, just him yeah. himself. Hi there. Yeah. <laughs> I hate independent publishers. <laughs> uh, Nola Brown, a paint. Oh, you're thinking Brad Thor. Oh, good night, everyone. <laughs> uh, you know what it is? Brad Meltzer has done a lot of TV stuff, too. He's done a lot of like conspiracy theory shows I see. and historical... And graphic novels. He wrote Green, yeah. Green Arrow for a while. Anyway, Nola Brown, a painter and a trained soldier, you wouldn't think... No, it doesn't matter. No. You can, <laughs> you can be whatever you, <laughs> you want. You can do whatever you want. Discovers a military secret that traces back to Harry Houdini. Ooh. Now she'll have to use all her painting skills to solve this mystery. Sure enough. Yeah. Wait a second. You said this military secret was kept in a folder that was purple. This folder's fuchsia. Cracked. Cracked right open. Because of her painting skills. Okay. Okay, that's not how it I've, works. No, it's, you're right. You're right. That's on me. <laughs> All right. Hey, what color blue would you say your shirt is today? Navy. Really? Yeah. I guess I thought navy was lighter. That's insane. Really? Yeah, navy's, navy's dark, a darker blue. Navy's like almost black. Okay. Yeah. Cool. This has been Colors with Nick and Eric. <laughs> hey, Future's a purple, right? Sexy new book club. Well, the, uh, the beautiful music that you just heard is telling us that it's time for our sexy new yeah. book club. Yeah. So this is where we... We start with the sexy tune. Yeah. With Ben's yeah. sexy tones, right. yeah. and then we, and and ladies, yeah, he looks as good as he sounds, yeah, yeah. So yeah, and I, unattached at the moment, I think. Oh my gosh! So the, I hope, yeah, we can put you in contact with him. if yeah. anybody's interested. Just yeah. let us. <laughs> You're welcome, Ben. <laughs> anyway, what we do for our sexy new book club, uh-huh. Eric? Did you do all YA this time? Yeah. Okay, Eric. Eric strolls the YA shelves. I look yeah. at our new. New new books I here. I had to fight the teens section. for these books. Like, the I can check this out. I'm like, I need no. it for my segment. Get yeah. over here. Yeah, we find some things that look interesting to us that are on the new book display currently yeah. for you to check out mm-hmm. at any given moment. Yep. How many did you pick? Three. Me too. <gasps> I think why we always you... pick three every I time. Think we do too. <laughs> All right. Why don't you kick us off? Get All right, rolling. Man. Uh, I have a theme going on. No, I'm not. Maybe I don't. I don't want to tell you my theme. Oh. Anyways, okay. I've brought. Uh, Runaways. I know what your theme is. No, you don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I brought Marvel's Runaways, Runaways, an original novel by Christopher Golden. Yeah. Getting him out of mo- mothballs. Yeah, yeah. He's an so old workhorse. So this is a young adult book. I'm not sure if this is the... Uh, this isn't the retelling of their origin. But anyways, uh, Runaways is now a Hulu TV show. Okay. It's definitely marketed towards uh, teens. Um, the kids are... The kids are just regular kids, regular old kids for the most part, and then they find out their parents are super villains, Ooh, and so out. they go on the run and they become runaways. And I don't know where this book. So this book takes place like after that. So this isn't like a retelling of their origin. Okay. So if you read the show and you wanted to read that origin, it's not here. But I guess you could watch the show and then read this book. Okay. I get. I don't know. I don't either. I thought we'd just see uh, if it sounds interesting okay. because. It Let's seemed it. like Marvel was pushing it in a big way. Let's dig in. But I haven't really... It hasn't been on the bestsellers list okay. that I've seen. Um, and I think that's partly because Christopher Golden, to us, we know who he is because mm-hmm. he used to write a bunch of like 
Marvel and yeah. uh, like Wolverine yep. novels. Yep. But like how are kids going to... So they didn't get like a Marie Lou or right. uh, other Sarah J. Maas like DC's been doing. Yeah, we've been on so, it. And I haven't watched the show, so I don't know if it's good. But I, think I, it's been no, I don't either. Okay. So, but this hasn't been very popular here, and I wonder if it's not a good book. Let's find out Let's together. Let's find out. Uh, Nico Minoru woke up alone in a dusty room from a dream in which she'd been watching her parents help murder a teenage girl. Yowzer. Well, that's how the... Yeah, that's that's back when they find out their parents are evil. Uh, her heart was thundering in her chest, her breath catching, and the mask of confidence she always wore shattered. Her right hand shook as she covered her mouth and slid even lower into the sofa where she'd fallen asleep. She steadied her breath, slowed her heart, forced the expression of naked horror on her face to subside into nothing. Confidence, confidence, calm. Okay. Nico. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking? The dream didn't come out, come every night, not anymore, but every time. So it's just telling you. Uh, let's see. Turns out murderous supervillains don't make for good parents. The runaways okay. had no choice. They had to kill him. Well, more or less. Now Nico, Carolina, Gert, Chase, and Molly. Gert. Oh, yeah. Are on the run again, hiding out and trying to regain a sense of normalcy. Uh, but kids with superpowers <laughs> don't get to be normal. The city is overrun with criminals. Each faction bent on murdering them for one reason or another. And it's only when the runaways uncover the truth behind their parents' past that they realize evil isn't just in L.A. Yeah, it's everywhere, baby. That's, that's where it starts. It's that's everywhere, baby. So, I don't know. That was just one yeah, one paragraph. <laughs> remember that? Uh, remember that James Patterson one about that teenage girl who loved coffee so much? Oh my gosh, that was the next, yeah, the next Hunger Games. So listen, <laughs> the title that no one even yeah. remembers. You have about uh, five to six pages before you get to dialogue. Okay, and then it's just teens talking about each other's boob sizes. Wow. So I don't know what this book's <laughs> was about. Uncomfortable. Hey, you know what? Crazy House. That's yeah, that's the James Patterson. That was book. the James Patterson okay. book. Yeah. I take it neither one of us are won over by that sentence. No. That paragraph. No, I don't think so. He seems like kind of a, like he's a, he must be like getting up there in age. He's, it seems yeah, kind of older. like a dry writer. Like he didn't, nothing hooked. He's 50. Oh, well, all right. I don't, it just like looking over his um, background here. I mean, a lot of like books based on established properties. Right. Hellboy, uh, Battlestar Galactica. X-Men. You know, X-Men. Yeah. No Star Trek's actually. Oh. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, sure. He doesn't have a, ton of YA novels though yeah I mean he's got some but it's, not a ton I wouldn't say he's primarily a young adult it's, author it's just a weird it just seemed like it might have been worth it to get a name that kids would follow yeah because if if they don't know what Runaways is they would follow the author at least like yeah. oh James Dashner wrote I mean maybe not Jash, James yeah. Dashner but I mean I, have you seen The Death Cure by the way no that kind of came and went yeah didn't it yeah well, went by real fast yeah it did it mazed run right out of theaters sure did and that's it, and right? Just, yeah, now it's done. Because the other ones are just prequels. Yeah. Okay. Are you going to watch it ever? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I meant to go see it. Anyway, I take it. We're just going to yeah, put I Runaways that's a, down. That's it. So, all right. Something like that, you really have to hook. Yeah, you got to right catch it right beginning. from the start. That's the problem. Jason Reynolds wrote that Miles Morales book. Yeah. And it's the same kind of deal. You know, yeah. like it's just, it just doesn't have a good start to it. Yeah. The problem so, with superheroes yeah. is that. They're so action heavy. Right. And I hate reading like exaggerated action in books. Right. Sword fighting, hand to hand combat. Soup. It's just like, and then he charged up his energy and it blasted from his hand. It's like, yeah. this is not an exciting read. Right. So, 
That's how I feel. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, check out Runaways by Christopher Yeah, Golden. why not? It's a sexy new book. All right. I picked up Impossible Views of the World by Lucy Ives. Mm-hmm. This one's been around for a couple of months, but it always looks interesting to me. I mean, mm-hmm. it first of all, it just physically looks has a good cover. If yeah. you look at the cover. It's purpley. Yeah, shades of purple. you got a cityscape, and you got Kinda sort sherberty. of a... What would you say? What would, how would you describe this little... Sort of a Coliseum tile, big big arches. Yeah, uh, sure. Anyway, on the front with some nice light coming on, a little person walking up the stairs. A little person, yeah. You just look at the cover, and it's yeah. and it looks interesting. So, good title, Impossible yeah. Views of the World. So, let me... Let's see, Eric, what would you prefer? Should I dive right in and read a couple of things, or would you like the synopsis first? Go if ahead you, and read the f- first sentence. Is that what you do yeah. when you pick up well, a book? No, I think I... That's not what I do. Okay. But, I read what it's about. But you're requesting that I, I don't, do this. I think okay. very rarely do I actually read the first chapter or really? anything when I pick up a book. Either, either the description and the summary hook me or nothing. Okay. I don't ever pick it up and go, well, what's the first sentence like? See, I'm yeah, I think I'm just more interested in... Like, if it's a good premise, but the mm-hmm. writing is bad, I just... I know first sentences are the hook, and you're well, supposed to have not necessarily the first sentence, but that right. is important, I but think. But sometimes I find it to be also... You can just tell they're trying so hard to have a good first sentence. Yeah. You know, it's just like, okay, well, nothing in this book is going to live up to that, or that's yeah. a very manufactured first, like, oh, I woke up dead in my coffin, well, let me tired from that party. I'll read that book. Really? No, it sounded kind of dumb. But, <laughs> uh, spoiler Shut alert. Shut up. I kind of like the start of this book. All right. Chapter one. Hit me with it. Impossible views of the world. The day Paul Coral vanished, it snowed. It being mm. week one of April, the sky supplied a slush of frozen gobs, oh. pea-sized hail. I relate. I make it sound worse than it was, but in fact it was... Oh, the S word. Can't say it. Oh. Emergency signage diverted me from the ground floor staff entry of the museum. In fact, it was the S word. <laughs> but but that kind of sells it. It's yeah, a good sure. choice there. Yeah. Uh, emergency signage diverted me from the ground floor staff entry up to the museum's palatial front steps. So that's what we're looking at on the cover. The museum's palatial front steps. For once, not because of the perennial construction, but on account of a strike by security guards. It was a Monday, and this was the Centra Museum's way of keeping costs down and whichever firm was t- temping. Limited permeability, etc., probably unrelated, but no one had thought to put out any salt. The guards had a fierce and litigious union. The strike was of the French variety and likely to meet with results. They had stayed pointedly home, but other dissenters were present. A couple of diehards swaddled in tarps still protested Wansi's plans for the Nevada aquifer. At week five, their foam board was deteriorating, but the gist was the shame of privatizing a natural good. I hiked by with a nod. What do you think? You're hooked. I kind of like it. Yeah. How do you know I'm hooked? Because uh, you read more than you would if you weren't hooked. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Also, you can tell in your voice when you're reading it. Thanks. If you're if you're more into it. All right. Well, let's find so. out what this book is about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> together. Yeah. Stella Crocus, a curator at Manhattan's renowned Central Museum well, of here's Art. The, here's my question before you keep going. Having read some of it, can the summary discourage you from reading it? Yeah. Oh, all definitely. right. Um, is having a, the roughest week in approximately ever. Yeah. Her soon-to-be <laughs> ex-husband, the perfectly awful Wit Gilscombe, Oh, yeah, divorce his butt. <laughs> a workplace romance with a fascinating, hyper-rational narcissist is in a free fall, and a beloved colleague, Paul, has gone missing. Strange things are afoot. Seamart's current exhibit is sponsored by a Belgian multinational corporation that wants to take over the world's water supply. Stella unwittingly stars in a viral video, and her mother, the imperious, impossibly glamorous Caro, wants to have lunch. Mm. It's almost more than she can overanalyze. 
this is a little precious. Uh huh. Yeah. Somebody, me. somebody's having fun with their eject- I, adjectives. I think so. But the appearance of a mysterious map depicting a 19th century utopian settlement sends Stella, a dogged expert in American graphics, mm-hmm. and Fluto Money. Don't mm-hmm. ask. <laughs> sure. On an all-consuming research mission. But who is you don't want to know? As she teases out the links between a haunting poem, several unusual novels, a counterfeiting scheme, and one of the museum's colorful early benefactors, she discovers the unbearable secret that Paul's been keeping and charts a course out of the chaos of her own life. Impossible Views of the World is a witty, urbane, and sometimes shocking novel about making it through your early 30s with brain and heart intact. Yeah. See... I guess I like the premise, but if it's written like that, like this, yeah. I'm going to put that in the category. But the author doesn't precious. write the summary. I know. So I know that's the danger. Too precious, you say? Don't you think? Like there's like it's going to be narrated by a corgi it's at one point. It's just a little too yeah. It's a little too cutesy. Yeah. I tried to read that one. What? That the one you're holding there? Oh, okay. Well, we'll talk about it then. Okay. So are you going to read the impossible views? I don't know. All right. We'll it's see. not one that I'm like definitely, yeah. but. You know. Yeah. It's no time, man. Could be. We need more time, but you'll probably break your glasses. To read? You have what? more time oh, to like, read. Okay. Yeah. Whew. The Twilight Zone, everyone. <laughs> Boy, there was as much dead in there as a uh, actual Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. So I got the second book. Okay. I don't I don't know if you figured out the theme yet. Yeah, I figured uh, out the this theme. This is you Bum- me the first Marie book. Lou. Yep. I got Batman, Batman. Nightwalker. Nightwalker. So whereas Runaways mm-hmm. has Christopher Golden. No name. Uh, no name, technically. Burn. Uh, Batman, Nightwalker has Marie Lou. And the first book, Wonder Woman, had Leah Bardago. Yeah. Uh, Catwoman, which is coming out this summer, has Sarah J. Moss. And yeah. Superman, coming in 2019, has Matt De La Pena. Yeah. So like the DC books know what to do. Yeah. Because I have a feeling a lot of people... Like, people picked up that Wonder Woman book because of Wonder Woman. Yeah. But also because they like the Six yeah. of Crows well, books. Well, like, right now, Marie Lu. I mean, think people are reading whatever yeah. she puts out. Oh, yeah. So, Marie Lu gets to write a Batman book. So, let's see. I just thought we'd see how these are doing. Uh, Nightwalkers are terrorizing Gotham City. Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. The city's elites are being taken out one by one at the mansion security system turns against them, trapping them like prey. Oh, Bruce Wayne is next on their list. Bruce is about to become 18 and inherit his family's fortune. Did he not inherit that right away? I guess legally you can't. Yeah, he's probably in a, uh, a trust. Not to mention the keys of Wayne Industries and all tech gadgetry that he loves. But on the way home from his birthday party, I'm sure that goes well, I am he makes an impulsive choice and is sentenced to community service at Arkham Asylum, the infamous prison that holds the city's most nefarious criminals. I guess, so the continuity here is that Arkham Asylum is like fine right yeah, now. Yeah, it's, it's totally home, fine. Yeah. Uh, Madeline Wallace is a killer, and Bruce's only hope. Uh oh. Uh oh. Is this is this uh is this Wallace related to? Oh wait, no, that's Waller. Oh, oh I'm an idiot. Eric's dumb. I I I hand in my resignation, sir. I accepted. Oh my god, that was so quick. You were waiting. <laughs> yeah. Ben. Yeah. Murphy. <laughs> He's here. Here for my job. With his extra long chainsaw that he was going to take you out with. Uh, the most intriguing inmate in Arkham is Madeline, a brilliant girl with ties to the Nightwalkers. Mm. I, I have a feeling I can guess when yeah. they walk, but I can't figure out where. Yeah, midday. Okay, a girl who only speak will only speak to Bruce. She's the mystery he has to unravel, but he is convincing her to divulge secrets, or is he feeding her the information she needs to bring Gotham City to its knees? Is it just me, or was that synopsis exhausting? Sorry, I was reading real slow. Um, for Diane, Bruce Wayne would be lucky to have you as a friend. 
Aww. Yeah. Bruce Wayne would be lucky to have a lot of things. Yeah, that's true. Parents. Yeah. <laughs> Friends. Yeah. I yeah, you could send that to to mom and dad. Yeah. Bruce Wayne would be lucky to have you. Yeah. Should I read the prologue or chapter one? No, I think chapter one. All right, so this is chapter one okay. of uh, Batman Nightwalkers. Night and Walker. I haven't read any of these DC books. Okay. If Bruce Wayne belonged in any car, it was this one. A brand new custom Aston Martin, mean and sleek and charcoal black, embellished with a stripe of metallic shine along its roof and hood. So that first sentence is a description of a car. It is. So that's definitely a certain type of person. Yes. Now he pushed the car to its limits, indulging it in the roar of its engines, the way it was sp- responded to its slightest touch as he hugged the sun-set streets right outside Gotham City. Jeez. The vehicle was a gift he from Wayne Tech. He likes that much. He should put a ring on it. Jeez. Fitted with the latest Wayne Tech security features, a historical collaboration between the legendary car maker and the Wayne Empire. Boring. Now the tires screech in protest as Bruce hit another sharp turn. I heard that, said Alfred Pennyworth from the car's live video touchscreen. He gave Ruth a, Bruce a withering look. A bit slower on the turns, Master Wayne. And? Yeah. <laughs> who, who does... Who does I it? would rather watch that Batman Pepsi commercial from the 80s than... Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> or just Alfred going, he took the casa. Yeah. <laughs> the other car. The other casa. <laughs> Hashtag uh, Batman forever. Ha- forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> BFF, yeah, Batman Forever, 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 man. Forever. Um, so I, yeah, I feel like maybe superhero books don't start good. I guess not, because you got to like, I don't know. How, where did you stop reading this? I don't know. I read the first couple of chapters. Look, I'm a sucker for Batman stuff, so yeah. I might actually pick this up. More power and to read you, it. my man. Uh, but I haven't read anything by Mary Lou. I think you you have the benefit of the name recognition. Yes, but you also have the disadvantage. If a person's writing just kind of stinks, yeah, like you hated James Dashner's writing, yes. as did I. Oh my gosh! So if James, if they got James Dashner Ooh, to write like a flash book, yeah, we wouldn't pick that up because we don't like James Dashner. Correct. Um, so, but I think they got a lot of big names that people respect. I imagine that Sarah J. Moss Catwoman book does pretty well. Yeah, and then you also have the you're gonna have this Batman book, yep. shelved right next to Legendary. Yeah. And so people will see that and pick it up as opposed to just like when they do Star Wars novelizations and here's like an author nobody's known. How did uh, Marie lose? How did Warcross do? Seemed fine. Like when I was at ALA, that was the one they were like pushing, but I didn't I never, I, I feel like it, it just kind fine. of fell off the grid. No, I think as an author, she actually like kids come in looking for looking her. Looking for Marie Lou. Okay. Yeah. Good for her. Uh, they like, and the, the prodigy, prodigy children, whatever young, it was Young called. elites. Young elites. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, so did I not win you over? Well, I guess you already read that chapter. Yeah, I don't. I All don't right. like it. All right, all right. Uh, I too chose something that I like personally for my next one. This is a theme. Okay. <laughs> I don't understand your theme at all. New, well, it's not a theme. <laughs> oh, okay. I just thought, you know, mm-hmm. let's talk about the new Star Trek Discovery novel, Drastic right. Measures. Can we also talk about love, baby? Yeah. All right. Let's talk about it. All right. Let's talk about you. Yeah. Let's talk about me. Let's talk about you. Okay. This is by Dayton Ward, who I have read a lot of stuff with yeah. Dayton Ward. I'm excited about this series. It's hard to be series. Dayton Ward. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, for a long time... You Trek, hated this. Well, Trek books just were kind of like, whatever. There's, But these ones are coming out in like nice, oversized, yeah. shiny, with hard the show. covers. With the they show. They can finally yeah. put cast, cast photos on the books, yeah. and they're actually Seriously. like... 
continuity appropriate. Like, right. yeah, that's what the characters look like yeah. right now. Yep. <laughs> so this this one is called Drastic Measures. It's set uh, 10 years before Star Trek Discovery. Hmm. And so was the uh, the first one. So this is a prequel to the, to prequel, the prequel series, prequel, which is... A sequel to Enterprise. So Right, this is an Enterprise sequel. Does yeah. this take... Is 10 years... If it's 10 years uh-huh. before Discovery, is it still a sequel to Enterprise then? Yeah. I don't know how far. Enterprise is like 100 years. Oh, my gosh. I know. It's ridiculous. Anyway. Can um, it just be a long time ago? It is 2246, 10 years <laughs> prior to the Battle of the Binary Stars, and an aggressive contagion is ravaging the food supplies of the remote Federation colony Tarsus IV oh, not and the 8,000 people who call it home. <laughs> Distress signals have been sent, but any meaningful assistance is weeks away. Lieutenant Commander Gabriel Lorca and a small team assigned to a Starfleet monitoring outpost are caught up in the escalating crisis and bear witness as the colony's governor, Adrian Kodos, employs an unimaginable solution in order to prevent mass starvation. While awaiting transfer to her next assignment, Commander Philippa Georgiou is tasked with leading to Tarsus for a small, hastily assembled group of first responders. It's hoped this advance party can help stabilize the situation until more aid arrives, but Georgiou and her team discover that they're too late. Governor Kodos has already implemented his heinous strategy for extending the colony's besieged food stores and safeguarding the community's long-term survival. In the midst of their rescue mission, Giorgio and Lorca must now hunt for the architect of this horrific tragedy okay. and the man whom history will one day brand Kodos the Executioner. Kodos is somebody we know? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Tarsus Four and all that. Let's just say a young James Kirk. James Kirk. James D. Kirk. Yeah. So I don't know if Kirk evolved. is going to be in this book, but How anyway. old is Kirk supposed to be during Discovery? During Discovery? Uh, well, that's like 10 years before he takes command and he's pretty young when he takes command so he's like a teenager he'd probably be like a teenager so, and this is 10 years before so, so he's, he's like, a, be t- like a child yeah. he's like five years old probably learning his shapes and colors probably yeah. learning the type he, he's yeah. like i like brunettes but you don't have to i mean that's that's mentioned that's that's from an episode of the original series but i don't think you need to know that okay and this is set before discoveries so yeah. i think you could just pick it up as like a fun what sci-fi is it about star trek fine. that turns my brain off i don't know Probably that I like it so much. That's silly. Well, I know lots of things that people like. Well, I still read DC. Like, you could talk about DC Comics. I'd be like, cool. Yeah, you'd be like, I don't know. The thing with these. <laughs> oh, my no, gosh. Anyway, chapter one. Arms extended in front of him with his phaser gripped in both hands. Gabriel Lorca halted his advance up the corridor as the door opened at the passage's far end. Standing on the other side of the doorway were two men, neither of them a member of Lorca's team. Orca? Both- Lorca. Oh. Both men were dressed in the uniform <laughs> of the colony security forces and each was carrying a phaser. Their what eyes were they set to? Widened in surprise <laughs> at seeing Lorca standing there meters in front of them. You're not the maid. Mm. He fired. Only one of the men managed to raise his phaser, unconscious from Lorca's stun beam, before, oh, okay. even before he fell to the floor. A single shot from his own weapon chewed into the floor as Lorca fired again. The other men dropped in a heap next to his companion, close enough to the door so that its sensors forced it to stay open. Mm. Anything that's doing anything that's for a, you? So basically, a, a human body is like a doorstop on Star Trek, though. Yes. You just need anything. Lorca gave brief consideration to the idea that he may have been better served by keeping one of the men conscious, at least long enough to extract some, extract some useful information. He dismissed the notion. The intruders were stunned, mm. and the fact that they had forced entry into a Starfleet facility was enough for him to guess their intentions. Is that Patrick Wilson on the cover? Patrick Wilson? I don't know. What's the guy's name? The captain... It's not um, Patrick Wilson. Oh. I don't know. Jason Isaacs. Jason, Jason Isaacs. Isaacs, thank yes. you. Who's Patrick Wilson? It doesn't Patrick matter. Patrick Wilson is from other things. It doesn't matter, yeah. Okay. Jason, so that's anyway, Isaacs right yes, there. Yes, I probably will read this. I is that the only one that's fun. out? This is the second. Okay. Yeah. Oh, have you read the first one? Yeah, we talked about it a few weeks back. We did. Yeah. I remember. All right. Um, that's it. 
Anything I, for you? Did you like the way it was written or anything? Uh, I don't know. It's more action again. Yeah. All these books just keep it's opening true. with action. True. Just, I don't know. All right. Um, hit me with your last book. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hit Nick in the head with hard. it. It was physical comedy. Hard. Too hard. Uh, guess what? I, I switched to my theme. It's called Don't Cosplay With My Heart. Uh, I like that. I like the cover. Uh, it's pretty good. The blurb on the back. All's fair in love and fandom. Oh. It's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Eden... Oh, so this is by Cecil Castellucci, who I don't think has really written anything I've heard of. Uh, but apparently she sat for six weeks to wait for tickets for Star Wars Episode One. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so her brain is broken. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sure she wasn't disappointed at all. <laughs> when Eden uh, Kopferman dresses up like her favorite character, Gargantua, mm-hmm. the... The, Gargantua. The, the DC character. Yeah, I know who it is. The redhead with the uh, cheetah print loincloth. Yeah, I said I know. Okay. <laughs> From DC Comics. Yeah, DC Comics. I know. Uh, she feels tall and powerful. That's important right now because her family is a mess. Her best friend is gone for the summer. Her crush is confusing. Oh, geez. And uh, Eden's feeling small and not sure which end is up. When Eden's cosplaying, she can be angry, loud, and not the good girl everyone thinks she is. And when she's at conventions, she feels like she's found her own team tomorrow. But when her personal life starts to spiral out of control, Eden has to figure out whether she needs a sidekick or if she has the strength to be the hero of her own story. I hope she does. Uh, sometimes when I put on a cape, which is often, I also uh, feel like I'm wearing a cape and Do it you? has a weird effect on my brain. Does it make you feel like a strong, powerful woman? Yes. Nick, yeah. I just that's what I was hinting at. Good. Okay. Jeez. Good for you. Chapter one. It's no wonder when I see a cheap gargantua mask I picked up on free comic book day this past spring on my desk i put it on and leave it on when i am called down to dinner gargantua my favorite character from team tomorrow is 10 feet tall and so is the size of my being uh and so is the size of my being pissed off on off at everything right now i'm having more trouble reading this i don't know take that mask off eden my dad says when he sees me no i say you can't force me to i make myself comfortable at the table i feel indestructible he cannot say anything to make uh to me with any authority Eden, it's impossible to eat with that on, he says. No, it's not. See? I shove the fork into my mouth and chew big and exaggerate. Truth be told, the plastic does cut into the side of my face a little. It's a bit hard to chew, but enough to make, uh, but not enough to make eating impossible. Nothing is impossible for Gargantua. You don't have to read every Team Tomorrow comic to know that. Who's Team Tomorrow? Yeah, I don't think it's a real Gargantua. Oh. For, for one thing, she doesn't wear a mask. And right. she's way taller than 10 feet. So. I guess Gargantua, like the mask of the yeah. redhead from... This okay. Is redhead lady. So I'm, I've am i been right. tricked. You've been tricked. You've been duped. <laughs> but you seem to be enthralled with that book. Right now in my heart, it's like a classic superhero battle between good and evil. Are you going to read it? every feeling all at once run amok. I challenge you to read that next. What next? Yeah. Uh, this kind of stuff does sucker me. Do it. Are you going to uh, do it? Maybe. Uh, there's this. No, I need the answer. There's no. the Geek's Guide to Unrequited Love. Okay. And there was something else that looks like this that I should also read. Uh, yeah. I read that the something, the cure for everything or the cure for the common universe. Okay. So maybe I'll read it. Did you like it? <laughs> no, I didn't like the cure for common universe. Okay. Um, stuff like this, I always wonder, if you read a book like this, yes. um, like in this genre, yeah. do you then also pick up something that's like this geekly Get this geek up front. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you read Cassie West or uh, other books about people who are a mess and got to get their lives together, right. a rainbow row, yeah. do you then pick up Don't Cosplay With My Heart? Why not? I don't know. I'm just wondering if the geek the thing... The problem, I think, with that cover is that it looks very generic. 
Like it looks self-published. Is this a real girl or is this a uh, figurine? That's a real girl. What's to say that I couldn't tell? It says you're weird because it's uh. obvious. <laughs> All right. For my final book, The Shadow District by Arnaldur <sighs> Indradasen. Do not go a, down there. Author of Jar City and Reykjavik Nights. Jar City? Jar City. Yeah. The first in a gripping new <laughs> they series. They do jars and they do it well. From the internationally best-selling author. Uh-huh. All right. Two crimes. Who is linked. It? I've never heard of him. Arnoldur Indradasen. Thank you for making me say that again. <laughs> Two crimes linked across decades. A murder still at work in the deadly shadows. The past. In wartime Reykjavik, Iceland, a young woman is found strangled in the Shadow District, a rough and dangerous area of the city. An Icelandic detective and a men- member of the American military police are on trial, on the trail, sorry, of a brutal killer. The present. Oh, yeah, the present. A 90-year-old man is discovered dead on his bed, smothered with his own pillow. Conrad, oh. a former detective now bored with retirement, finds newspaper cuttings in the dead man's home about the World War II Shadow District murder. It's a crime that Conrad remembers having grown up in the same neighborhood. The missing link. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why, after all this time, when an old crime resurfaced, did the police arrest the wrong man? Sounds Will like Conrad's this. link to the past help him solve the case and finally lay the ghosts of World War II Reykjavik to rest? <laughs> a deeply compassionate story of old crimes and their consequences, The Shadow District is the first in a riveting new series by international best-selling author Arnoldal Indridassen. This cold case just got hot. Yes, sure did. <laughs> Woo! I've been sitting on that for about 15 years. Number one. Chap- oh, that's the chap- chap- chapter, chapter one. number one. <laughs> the police decided to enter the flat, but rather than break down the door, they called a locksmith, figuring that a few minutes either way were unlikely to make a difference. Oh, no, that's poor policing right there. A neighbor had raised the alarm. She didn't dial the police emergency number, but instead rang the main switchboard and informed the officer who took her call that she was a little worried as she hadn't seen her next-door neighbor for several days. He tends to drop in before he goes shopping, she said, and I usually hear him coming and going or spot him from my window walking into the shop. This but is I, the smothered guy. Yeah. I haven't seen him or heard him at all in the last few days. Could he have gone out of town? Out of town? He never leaves town. Or to visit friends or relatives? I don't think he has many friends, and he's never mentioned any relatives. How old is he? About 90. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> Hope he didn't have any pets. Oh, jeez. He looks after himself, runs all his own errands. Could he be in the hospital? No, I, I'd i have noticed. I live right across the landing from him. Or could he have moved into a home? Sounds mm. like it wouldn't be before. T- you know what? We know who it is, so yeah. that takes away. But, I, you know, I like it. Okay. I do like it. Yeah. I like the three different, I guess more like two. Yeah. You've got the past, weird stuff going on. you got the present. Yeah. So what's Who's that, the killer? What's that missing link? Oh, uh, the murder. So out of your three books. Out of my three? Which? Oh, geez. Would you read all three of them? No. I'm not going to read Runaways. You're not going to read but Runaways. But I think I might read both Batman Nightwalker and Don't Cosplay really? With My Heart. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I liked all three of these. I really? don't think that I would read Impossible Views of the World. You think the summary... The su- so the summary wrecked yeah, it for you. Yeah, it did kind of. Because yeah. you were liking what you were reading so yeah. far. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that sorry. tone is hard to manage. So I don't know. I might. I think I'll most likely read the Star Trek Discovery one at sure, some that, point. That makes sense. And I'm interested in Shadow District. Okay. So I think, you know, all three of them are interesting. And if yeah. it was like I'm trapped in an elevator and mm-hmm. I only have these three books, I think I'd be fine. Yeah. You I know, think hopefully only... I have food and water. Yeah, we'll read it. And they, you know, save me. But <laughs> I think I'd be fine. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You're only bringing three books to the situation. Well, I didn't. I wasn't planning on getting dropped yeah. in an elevator. I'm just saying there's okay. a, there's many a three books that I would be worse yeah. off. Okay. 
So would you would you want them to rescue you before or after you finish these books? I guess probably I would want to get rescued sooner rather than later. Right. But I feel like if you're halfway through a book and then you get rescued, yeah, you're probably not like, going me, back to give that. Give me a minute. Give me yeah. a minute. All right. Finish this off. Sure. All right. That's it for our sexy yeah. new book clubs. Okay. Uh, any library news you want to mention? Uh, we're, we started... So our teen photography classes ended. Yes. So now we're in full teen photography show full, mode. Full teen uh, photography Which means show. Uh, we're collecting photos April 9th until the 18th. So you have a couple of weeks to get your teen photography works, masterpieces, uh, shot, framed, delivered. Shot, framed, delivered. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, book clubs are just finishing up all the light we cannot see, and mm-hmm. then we're going to be starting the... Spoiler. My wife loved it. I liked it, too. I thought it was pretty good. We're going to be starting the Guernsey p- potato... <laughs> The Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society. Yeah. I never can remember My that wife name. said this like I was supposed to know this book. It was She's, pretty... Yeah, I mean, when it came out, it was pretty big. I had never heard of this. Okay. It seems like people have been talking about it. It's an older book. It's Weird. It's 10 years old. All right. But lately... I mean, they are making a movie. Um, oh. With a, is it Lily James from like Baby Driver and yeah. Cinderella? Yeah. She's playing the lead in the movie. She's a potato? Coming out, coming out this year. She's a potato. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, call me a potato. (laughs) So we're going to be starting that. And then we're also doing The Last Coyote, which is a Harry Bosch, Michael Connelly book. Is that the patron pick? Yeah. uh, No, no. Patron pick is Guernsey. Oh, okay. Uh, Paige Turner's is Last Coyote. And the Jane Austen book club is currently reading Persuasion, which Mm -hmm. is the shortest. So if you want to try it out, this is the one. This is the time. So Yeah. Wait, didn't they just read a Jane Austen book last month? It's the Jane Austen Book Club. So, yes, you've understood the premise correctly. <laughs> this week, we have two things in the auditorium with the Andover uh. Ecumenical Choir, 7 o'clock on Tuesday the 20th. Mm-hmm. Then we have Bo Tackett, who's been seen on The Voice, mm-hmm. who's been seen on the Country Music Awards. Mm-hmm. He's all over the place. Works regularly with Blake Shelton. Mm-hmm. Great guitarist. Going to come and do a concert here Thursday the 22nd at 7 o'clock. So, I hope you come to that's a big deal. both of those. Yeah, I'm you looking forward to it. You think he knows Gwen Stefani then? Probably. Wow. You want me to put in a good word for you? So, I can meet Gwen Stefani? Yeah. I guess I wouldn't mind meeting Gwen Stefani. It doesn't hurt to ask. Yeah, so sure. I'll go ahead and ask. Our senior matinee coming up on the 27th is one of my all-time favorites, What's Up, Doc? Uh-huh. So that's the Never 27th, 2 o'clock, good times will I mean, be had by all. Okay. And that's it. Okay. Anything else for the good of uh, the All the Book Show listeners? Oh, in two weeks, on the 6th, we're showing Jumanji, Welcome it, to the Jungle. I can't believe it's out on DVD. Starring The Rock. And we have the Jumanji, the complete series. The animated one, now yeah. Now in the family DVD collection. Finally, yeah. Yep. You can definitely tell some Wild Thornsberry people worked on that We're, beforehand. Yeah, it definitely looks like that. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so remember, you can find us on Twitter at All the Book Show, yeah. Facebook at David A. Howe Public Library. Yeah. Like us, share us, mm-hmm. give us a review on iTunes. <laughs> Yeah. Spread the word. Send us if your... you want to choose a better episode than this one to share, yeah. we support that. Send us That's your goofy fine. fanfic. Not yeah. not fanfic that is in nature goofy, yeah. but fanfiction about, about the character goofy. goofy. Yeah, if you have goofy fanfic, we would love to read yeah. it. <laughs> Especially if it's coming to terms with being a dog yeah. in the same universe Figuring where Pluto is a dog and a pet. What's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, dark times. There by the grace of God go I. Dark <laughs> times for Goofy and Pluto. And on that uh, down and confusing <laughs> note, we'll see you next week, folks.